We're in Psalm 23 this morning, again, or still. (laughs) And we will partake of communion. We will come before the table that God has prepared for us. Isn't it amazing that the Lord wants fellowship with us more than we want it with him? Jesus said to his disciples, with earnest desire, I have desired to have this meal with you. It was important to Jesus. And these are the disciples he was talking to, and he had meals with them every day. But the communion meal is a special meal, and we'll partake this morning. But, you know, we can become weary in life. As circumstance, as we watch the evening news, and uh, the world just kind of beats upon us. And we all need to be encouraged at different times. We need the comfort of God's Word. And the 23rd Psalm is probably the most comforting Psalm, the most comforting of encouragement. In all of scripture. So let's read the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We looked at the first three verses of this psalm last week. And we took note that David, a shepherd himself, speaks from his own heart, declaring, the Lord is my shepherd. He's a shepherd over me who is a shepherd. And he says, and I have no wants. He's the good shepherd. He takes care of me. Our Lord is a good provider. I don't I would venture to say we we all live a life of plenty. But if it's necessary for us to lie down in green pastures and rest beside still waters, guess what's going to happen? The Lord's going to cause that to happen because he takes care of us. And that's such a beautiful poetic way to speak of God's care and concern for us. If it were left to me, I'm not a psalmist by any stretch of the imagination, I would say something like, the Lord forced me to kind of take it easy and lie down and, and relax. Not nearly as poetic as the psalmist writes. And David is writing this psalm most likely in a time where he must be a comfort to King Saul. And King Saul has now uh, has a distressing evil spirit that comes upon him sent by the Lord. 
and it happens on a regular basis. And therefore, David is called upon systematically to comfort King Saul in his time of distress. David is a soothing, uh, cleansing, calming influence upon Saul. And he does it with his harp. And I think David sang to Saul also. I think David, uh, many of the psalms are songs. And I think David sang psalms to Saul. That's my own opinion. I, I don't. I don't want to hear different if you think otherwise. <laughs> David, he's obviously a gifted musician. He wrote many of the Psalms. He's a gifted writer by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit now has control of David. We read that his anointing by Samuel, that the Holy Spirit came and rested upon David. But David was doing what you and I are called to do many times. And that's to comfort those who need comfort around us. And we live in troubling times, by the way. Or haven't you watched the news about North Korea or ISIS, you know? Uh, sometimes it's all I can do just to not throw a brick through the TV or something as I watch news, you know? It's just troubling but sometimes we we get a hint we get a, a inkling that we have been a comfort to someone and that's good and other times we're just simply oblivious to the fact we have comforted <laughs> a while back there was a lady in our fellowship who spoke to me of how her family loved our church a love coming together, and she appreciated the fact how she and her family were loved by our church. And that was an encouragement to me. That told me we're doing something right here. <laughs> we do enough wrong. We were doing something right by comforting this family. David, he's a shepherd, and he takes care of sheep. And he therefore notices how God takes care of him like he takes care of sheep. David says, you're my shepherd. As believers, we should appreciate God's care for us as his children and those that we love. He takes care of them too. We can get all lifted up in pride how, us men anyway, how we provide for our families and how we take care of our families. And, uh, but that should only cause us to be thankful how God takes care of us. And he provides for us. David relates to the Lord being his good shepherd. And he knows what he's talking about because David himself is a good shepherd. And we can go through our daily routines, our daily chores, our, our jobs, our responsibilities, 
and we can relate to how God takes care of us by the responsibilities that we have to perform and take care of. Myself, I'm not a shepherd. I'm a cowboy. Yeah, I got 10 cows. <laughs> but God shows me how he loves me and cares for me in the way that I take care of my cows. You know, it's like God takes care of me, I take care of them. And we can do our work, you know, God has given us skills, abilities, education, and we can do our work unto the Lord and we can relate in the way we take care of those around us and do our jobs, how God takes care of us. And that's why David can say, my, my shepherd, and he speaks of the Lord. It's easy for us to relate to the truth in things that we're familiar with. And by the way, we are God's sheep. Ephesians 2.10, it tells us that we are God's workmanship. We are his poem. We are his uh, endeavor. We are his project of the Holy Spirit. And he is our shepherd. But he not only cares for us in our daily needs... God cares about how we feel, our attitude, our mental health, if you want to say that. And he knows how to restore our souls. He is our encouragement. You ever think about that? We can get down. I can watch the evening news and get on a bummer. <laughs> but the Lord encourages us because I think he takes us and he says, look to the future. All this will pass. What is your future? You will be with me. And what an encouragement that is to know that heaven is our home. And this world will beat upon us. And it beats upon us through all the bad news we hear, all the troubles that are thrown in our face. But the Lord says, hey, as your shepherd, I'm going to lead you to green pastures and still waters. Things that comfort. That's what he's talking about. He says, I'm going to lead you into comfort. And he says, I will restore your soul. And we need that. We live in a troubled world, a very troubled world. And why does God restore our souls? He wants us to live in righteousness before him and before our fellow man. But it's God's nature. It's who he is to be a good shepherd to us, to be that one who restores in verse 4 talks about in the psalm here, although we're required, and it comes upon all of us, to walk through what we call the valley of the shadow of death. But David says, hey, I will fear no evil, for my shepherd is with me. David understood that he needs the comfort of his shepherd, and so do you and I. 
my cows, and that's all I can relate to anymore, it seems like, my cows will allow me to come near to them, kind of arm length away, and they'll come up to see what I'm all about. But if I reach out to touch them, they back away. And they will come right up to the fence and I'll sit there and talk to them like they were people or something. And we just came off vacation July the 5th. We got home right after there had been a severe frog choking rainstorm. You ever go in them frog chokers? That's when it really rains. <laughs> we arrive at home and it's bright and sunny but the creek is starting to rise and we got a creek that runs through our property and it's beginning to swell and it's turning into a river. I stood on our back porch and watched this creek widen and engulf everything down below there. And that little creek is normally about five yards, maybe 10 yards wide in its widest point. This little creek is now 100 yards wide, seriously, and it's raging. It engulfs the two ponds that are there, and I haven't seen the water that high in my 12 years of living there. There is high ground on each side of this little creek, what I call the cow pastures. And the cows are up near the barn, they're up on high ground, and they're very safe. But Lori's first words to me when we got home, are the cows okay? <laughs> you know. But cows, honestly, are smarter than sheep. And they knew to go to higher ground. And they knew to get out of that raging water and not try to cross that raging water. And the Lord gives a cow natural instincts for safety. But I try to take credit because they're my cows and I take care of them. Do we try to take credit for what God is doing in and among our families, our loved ones and all that? God loves your children. He loves them as much as he loves you. And yeah, we're to take care of them. But God is their shepherd also. How often do we receive God's protection and care and assume it's just the way life should be? This is the way it's supposed to be. Me simply enjoying good fortune. We don't call it luck because we don't like to talk about luck as Christians. <laughs> but that raging water on the farm it's only 30 yards away from my cows, and they are totally content to begin to graze. The river's raging below them, and they're just grazing grass above it. Not a care in the world. David, he is a good shepherd himself. He's a courageous shepherd. We read where he killed bears and he killed lions. And he killed them because they're sheep eaters. You don't want a sheep eater if you're a shepherd. And he is out in the wilderness protecting his sheep with nothing more than a rod, a staff, and he's got a sling. 
David's future heroics as a warrior will involve this sling that he's out there practicing with around the sheep. Goliath mocks David when they go to battle. And yet he says, you come at me with a sling, you know? And he said, come here, young boy, I'll feed you to the birds and that kind of thing. But Goliath catches a stone with his forehead that David threw at him. You wonder, did he have to go like that to get it? <laughs> you missed a little, David. Let me lean into it. And the stone sinks into his forehead. And David then cuts his head off. But David is learning lessons from the Lord out there being a shepherd. David faces death from wild beast. And he's being prepared by God to face death without fear. God is trying to do that to us. I'm an old man. You think about death more when you get older. But God wants us to not to fear death. And he declares, I will fear no evil. We go through sicknesses, illness, near, near-death experiences, you know, accidents that could have took our life, all these kind of things. And God's wanting us to learn, don't fear death. Fear no evil. I'm your shepherd. I'll take care of you. And David also says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The shepherd's rod was just a, a little close encounter billy club, if you will. It was you know about 18 inches long with a knot on the end. And they would throw this at different uh, animals, and they would even use it to break one of their sheep's legs if that sheep had a tendency to continually wander. They would actually break a sheep's leg where it could not wander off into more severe danger. And that's what we call tough love. <laughs> God will sometimes stop us in our tracks to get our attention. God wants us to be obedient to him. He wants us to appreciate him. And sometimes the only way we can appreciate him is for him to bring circumstances into our life that get our attention. Embrace those times when God's trying to get your attention because he's wanting change in your life. Don't fight change, embrace change. Now the, shat, uh, the staff, rather, that the, that the shepherds carried, you know, the one with the crook in it and so forth, it was there that a shepherd could reach down and lift a sheep maybe out of water or off a cliff's edge out of danger. And they would actually hook the shaft around the sheep's chest and lift him up and protect him. It was also a hand-to-hand -hand weapon in defense of uh, small animals or creepy things like serpents. And these implements were what a shepherd carried to combat 
any wild thing that came around the flock. A rod, a staff, and David had a slingshot too. <laughs> and David learned to use these tools. He learned to use these, what we would call weapons of comfort. And God gives you and I, he gives us skills. He gives us education. He gives us trade knowledge. And they were known as talents. The apostle Paul was taught to make tents. And Paul was one of the most brilliant men the world has ever seen. It's been said of Paul, the Apostle Paul, he was this, one of the six best minds that ever lived. And the guy knew how to make tents. And making tents, he did, and it brought him comfort. It fed him sometimes where he wouldn't be a burden on other people. And God gives us talents. You're gifted. You're talented in ways that nobody else is. Learn what your gift, your talent is, and use it for the glory of God. I think that's our responsibility to do that. But we have verse 5 there, and it says, God prepares a table before me, even among or in the presence of mine enemies. God wants us to know, don't be afraid of fellow man. God wants us to know he is in control because we are his sheep. And the Lord is a good shepherd. And David talks about how a shepherd would anoint with oil the head of a sheep. You would anoint a sheep's head with oil and it was like a bug repellent. You would keep parasites away from the sheep. Keep them out of their ears, their eyes, that kind of thing. And, uh, <clears throat> and they would use oil. They would oil up the sheep's head and it would keep away these different bugs and things. And David says, you do that for me, Lord. You anoint my head with oil and you watch over me. You're taking care of me. And then David declares to anyone that will listen... And he declares also to God, sort of as a prayer, my cup runs over. God gives us more and above what we can even appreciate. Every now and then we get a glimpse of how much he loves us when we just see how he orchestrates all the details of our life. They work together for good, for we are called to a great calling and all things do work together for good to those who love God you got to be a good shepherd to do that in every life each and every life that is given over to the Lord he guides it and directs it he puts us through the things we need to go through I look back on my younger days and I shudder. I was an arrogant, prideful young man and had no reason to be. But the Lord loved me, and he brought about good from my life. And David says, mercy and goodness follow me. 
when? All the days of my life. That's not bad. That's a pretty good life insurance policy. Mercy and goodness following me all the days of my life. And we receive mercy from God and we get a new batch each and every morning. And you know what? We didn't use up yesterday's mercy. And he gives us a new supply each and every morning. And David talks about his future and he says, And my future is to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now that's a retirement plan to die for. That's one to die for. So this morning, we're going to receive communion. We're going to come to the Lord's table in receiving communion. Think about how good and how controlling God is in your life and all that he's doing for you because you are his sheep and he is the good shepherd. Let's pray, then we'll have communion. Father God.